Hey everyone, I just want to touch base with you real quick. Um, what we have going on here by Sports Performance now is a first time buyer program. And this program is meant to help those that are new to training or also uh, new to training with me. And you know, just want to see what it's like to work with somebody else and uh, see if we would be a good fit to train or you know whatever you guys need to help you on your way to creating a healthier lifestyle for you uh, what this program entails is a 60-minute fitness assessment and four 45-minute personal training sessions um, the cost of this program would be $185 and uh, this program will go on for as long as I'm in business um, it's really just to help you guys and as well as if you know somebody that could use a program like this, um, let them know, share this with them, and uh, get them in contact with me. All right. Thanks, guys. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to The Growing, Becoming a Strength Coach. Uh, I am your host, uh, Isaiah Wilson owner and operator of uh, Valley Sports and Performance in Walden, New York. Yes, I have moved locations. I, ha I went from New Paltz, New York, and now I've moved to Walden, New York. Uh, before I get that, excuse me, I got the, the morning sniffles. Um, you know, it's been a while since I uh, was on the airwaves, and I understand that, and... Um, you know, what I really had to do was I had to take a, I had to take a break of all my responsibilities, you know, and you know, I mean, just like things that were not of the utmost importance uh, to me at the time, and you know, during this period of COVID, um, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about the world and. Um, you know, just other people in general. And um, mentally, I would say for like the last two or three months has been uh, very difficult for me because being a small business owner in this environment, um, you, you don't know where to go, what to do, how to do it. And um, I needed some time to rethink you know, to replan, to retool, and that's what I spent the time doing. So, um, you know, I want I want you guys to just know that, especially in this field, you it's always going to be a lot of uncertainty in the beginning, and it's just how it is, no matter what. And now with this whole thing with quarantine and COVID and face masks. It literally took us for a shift. Um, it, 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 it's not the end of the world, at least I don't think. I think the world is just shifting to something, to what it really has to be, you know, because I see a difference in how the world looks, how it operates. And before it was just hustle, hustle, hustle. But now it's you have no choice but to hustle. So when I think about this in a way, um, 
you want to be able to have the ability to be resilient. That's what we have to be. That's what we have to do in order to get what we want. And, um, you know, for me, I've had to take on a second job. I've had to get a job that requires me to work early mornings, but then I also still train and run the, run the business. And um, that has taken its toll on me both mentally and physically because I didn't want to take the job necessarily, but it was a matter of I have to in order to survive this climate. So um, with that, after starting my new job, um, I also had to move locations. And that was tough for me because I loved the area where, where I was. Um, it was like 15 minutes from my house. Um, you know, it was, it was very central to where I wanted to be. But it wasn't central to the people that I was trying to reach out to. You know, and at the time, my lease was up, and um, things just started getting really weird there. So I figured it was time to move on. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happier where I'm at. But, you know, as always, the grind continues. Um, but um, I really wanted to hop on here and... Um, just kind of open up on what it's like to be a trainer in this environment. Because, like I said before, there was that shift where now, um, you know, sanitization of equipment is of the utmost importance. And I'm not saying that it wasn't before, but now it's like it must be done, it has to be done. Because you don't know who, you don't, well, you know who's walking through the door, but you don't know where that person has been, what they've been exposed to. And that's just different because, you know, um, you know, I live in New York, so we got hit the hardest in the beginning. And I believe other places are starting to get hit now, too. And um, being in New York, it forces you to see it from a different side, I guess, because it's so, you, you have to be very, very um, cognizant of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, you know, I take temperature checks from people and, you know, I ask them questions like, you know, um, and this is like when they first come in, like, you know, have you been exposed to somebody? And you have to listen to people to see, like, you know, if it might, you know, ring a bell or any, or, or um, set off any red flags. And, um, you know, it's just different because this is something that we all have to deal with. It's not just one population or something like that. It's all of us. And it's like, will this virus ever subside? That's the big question. And if things started to really hit the fan. Um, what do I do next? Because I've already gone through this once where, you know, things shut down and then you recover. And that's only within a matter of months. What happens if we shut down a second time? 
You know, those are the things we have to ask ourselves and be prepared for because winter time is coming. As you can tell, I got my fall allergies. And uh, winter, winter will be coming, and it will be a matter of uh, how will we, how will we manage it, how will we get through it, and small things like that. Um, but you know what I have done is I've always been a clean freak, as I kind of stated in my last podcast. So I've always took pride in cleaning my equipment because one, it gives it that nice fresh look, even though it's used day after day, hour after hour, it gives it that nice look, you know, and, um, you know, it's just good to know that, you know, because anything can really be spread, you know, you can have stomach viruses and all that stuff, and it's just good to be sanitized, because this is something that we should have been doing for a while, I mean, I know when I went to, you know, your regular gyms, you know, I'd wi- I'd wipe down my equipment before and after, but you know you'd see people that just finish up on a piece of equipment all sweaty and whatnot, and they just get up and go to the next machine. And you know it's just it's all about being respectful to the person behind you. You know what I mean? Because um, I mean that's why I see the whole mask situation is as like I'm not really trying to protect myself from getting the virus. I'm really protecting you guys for if I am infected. Uh, I'm protecting you, you know what I mean? So, you know, when it comes to also cleaning equipment, you know, you just, you want to make sure that however people come in is how they leave, you know what I mean? Um, The last thing, you know, a small business like me needs is for there to be like an outbreak of like some weird stomach virus and everybody's got it and whatnot. So, you know, it's just being ready and being prepared for the unknown. Expect the unexpected, as I like to say a lot. Um, but being in this environment, it also changes the way that that I train people, too. Because I personally, I will train people dependent upon the equipment that I have and what the person used before. So, like, let's say I have a client at 9 a.m., um, it will just be dumbbell work, right? So, and I have a, another client at 10. So what will happen is I'll clean the dumbbells that we use, maybe some bands too. But then after that, I'll clean or I'll use the kettlebells with that next client, right? And maybe like med balls, right? So between clients, I'll clean the dumbbells and the bands. And then that will give it like, you know, in essence, an hour to kind of let it sanitize and everything like that after I wipe it down. And then I use the kettlebells and stuff, you know, or the barbells or whatever it is. But I try to alternate that, you know. And I went from cleaning my shop twice a week, and I mean like deep cleaning it twice a week, to pretty much deep cleaning it every day. Um, Because the deep clean, it's like I clean every little, like if it's mine and if it's in my area, I will clean it. You know what I mean? But now it's like everything must be cleaned, you know. And that's of importance too because... You know, if you, I personally can't afford to have a cleaning company come in once a week and clean, you know. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, some people can, some people can't. And that's just the luxuries of being in business longer than I have and, you know, whatnot. But, you know, I got to do what I got to do, 
you know, I, uh, I remember I was going on a trip. I was pretty much the runner for my family because I was the only one leaving the house during quarantine. And um, I would go out and get the food. And I remember one time I was going to the grocery store. I saw germicidal bleach. And um, I bought one bottle because that's all they would allow you to do. And uh, then I went to the hardware store for something. And they had it also. So I bought a bottle from them too. Because I was just like, you know, I don't know how long this stuff is going to go on for. And if germicidal bleach is all I got, get me a little spray bottle. Take that germicidal bleach. Put uh, one part germicidal bleach, one part uh, normal disinfectant. And then fill the rest up with water. You know what I mean? Because that was the best solution I had at the time. Because there was nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. So um, you have to be very creative in what you do and how you do it. Because especially as a small business, you're trying to minimize as many expenses as possible so that you can somewhat make a livable income. You know, and that's that's the goal for the first five years is make it so that I have a livable income from this so that, you know, I don't have to have a second job. If I choose to, I can. Um, but, you know, just to keep it like that, to keep it in line and everything, you know what I'm saying? So stay out there and be proactive and be active, you know. Don't stop doing what you're doing because, you know, at, at some point this will subside. Um, to me, I, I feel like this is like that social Darwinism, the fittest will survive or however it's, however it's supposed to sound. Um, but, you know, just keep on keeping on. Um, one thing that I really liked... I really like about what I'm doing now is that um, you get to see who the real people are, you know, and um, we've had, we've had the issues with social, social injustice and things like that, as well as, you know, what people will do in order to uh, have what they want. So, like, you know, I've seen people have their weddings still in, like, open areas and whatnot and not wearing masks and everything. And, you know, it's really how you want to see your freedom. As a young black man living in America, I really don't know what my freedoms are. Um... I wake up every day and I know that when I leave the house, I could come back. I could not come back and I could be in a coffin six feet under. You know, I mean, that's how I kind of live my life because I truly don't think. I most of the time think that I will die at the hands of somebody else, not by disease or old age, but somebody who just is just racist enough, you know, to take me out. And to live that type of life, you get to see, like, the differences in people on who supports Black Lives Matter, who supports Blue Line, Red Line, Yellow Line. Um, You get to see who those people are and how they interact with people because you got to see it from both ways. You know what I mean? And one way I see it, and I this is the first time I really had introduced, was in 2008 when Obama was running for president. I never understood why people wanted Obama's head. 
you know, I never understood why people would say what they did about Obama during his tenure. And um, it's like, you know, you guys are asking for a man to be killed. But, you know, this is a man that is the president of the United States. Show him some respect. Oh, but he goes against your values. But then, you know, there's police officers, too, who are also humans. But, you know, since they're police officers and they're not getting paid all that well, I guess it's different. But, you know, they're meant to serve and protect just like the president. It's just the president does it in a diplomatic way. You know, and I, I don't think it, it, it I don't think it's right to defund the police or anything like that. But I think we need to ask the police to be more educated and to be within the community more. And what I mean is if you're gonna if you're going to have to hold a weapon of any sorts where your weapon decides if it's life or death. You need to be educated enough about what you're going to do. And I need people in general to make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was up to me, I would want police officers to have a real education. Like, not know, oh, I just have my GED and I went to six months of training. No, I want you to have an education in criminal justice, in law, in psychology, something that really deals with dealing with people, you know, because I would like to see more cops on the streets, not in their cars on the streets, but out of their cars talking to people. Let them be part of the community. Give these officers some training to understand not only where the officer is coming from, but where the people are coming from. Because in my mind, the United States is about the people. And um, what the people say is what should be heard and done, not what some politician says. So um, with that, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I would urge everybody to vote. And I know they say it every time around election time, well, this election is the most important. Every election is the most important election because we all need to vote. Every single one of us needs to vote. And if we don't vote, I don't want to hear you say anything afterwards. Because you didn't even give it a chance to argue what you wanted to say. Even if you vote for the other guy, that doesn't win. You know what I mean? Like, you still voted, so I feel like you have a, a say in, like, if we have a conversation or something. If you don't vote, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. And that's that's literally how to, Like, you're the employee that just comes in and you get to shine even though you didn't do a single damn thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we need to think about going forward. And to end this, I would just like to say we need to take care of each other. We need to we need to stop this 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 violence I'm seeing. We need to respect each other. Um if you follow me on my personal Facebook a couple couple weeks ago, I probably say about a month and a half ago, I had a comment about 
uh, between Black Lives Matter and the N-word. And, um, you know, was I trying to degrade anybody? No, but it, need, it was something to me that needed to be said. And um, we all need to take a look in the mirror and just learn to accept everyone for who we are and just we got to show love man and I, and I hate to use that word sometimes but you know it's the only word i can think of we got to we got to show love to people we got to give love we got to show what it's truly like to be human cuz i am a human and you the listener are human and we need to think about it in that sense um but um that's all i got for you guys today i'm looking to get back into this i'm ready to go clear mind my body's ready for all this this work we got to put in over the next few months um but be on the lookout and uh i will talk to you guys soon